Hello and welcome to episode 80 of the Covenant Live Marketing Podcast. Let's choose a voice that is going to be appealing to that group as well. So let's choose a voice that fits that category as well. So you can then niche down all the different elements that audio brings, uh, which is, you know, typically it's voice if there is a spoken message and then there is audio part of it. Hello, my name's Ian Anderson-Gray. And in this episode of the Confident Live Marketing Podcast, I'm joined by my good friend Isabella Russell talking about how to use awesome audio branding for your live shows. You probably thought a lot about branding, how your artwork looks and and how the video looks as well. But have you thought about how it sounds, whether you should be putting any music or any voiceovers in the intro and outro and throughout your live videos? Well, in today's show, Isabella is going to talk through some examples and how you can use audio branding effectively. I can't wait. But first... Looks like it's time for something completely nutty. This is the Confident Live Marketing Podcast. Confident Live Marketing Podcast with Ian Anderson Gray, helping entrepreneurs level up their impact, authority, and profits through the power of live video. Gain confidence in front of the camera, confidence with technology, and confidence with the content and marketing. Together, we can go live! Hello and welcome to the Confident Live Marketing Show. This is episode 80 and the show notes for this episode can be found at iag.me forward slash 80 or they will be there once the podcast is out. On today's show, I'm going to be talking about, I'm joined by Isabella Russell to talk about how to use awesome audio branding for your live shows. So I can't wait to introduce you to Isabella, which is going to be really, really cool. Um, If you're watching live, Great to have you here. Just let us know where in the world you're from and if you have got any questions for myself or Isabella. And today's show, as always, is sponsored by my good friends at Content 10X. A little bit more about Content 10X later in the show. It's time to introduce Isabella Russell, who is the Managing Director of Music Radio Creative. Over the past 10 years, Isabella has recruited over 150 voice artists, producers and musicians. Her company delivers over 500 orders every month to clients in 130 different countries. Wow, 130 countries. That's a lot. Welcome to the show, Isabella. (laughs) 
thank you so much for having me here, and it's uh, yeah, it's great to be here. Well, it's awesome. I've been I've been looking forward to it. We've been trying to organize this for a while, but I know for some reason or another, maybe the the mad world that we're living in, the mad yes. lives we've been leading, we've it's taken us until this time. And we've had your lovely husband Mike on the show a you couple did. of times. Um, you did, so, yeah. So I'm excited to have you yeah. you here. <laughs> So. I hope you won't be comparing. We are we're kind of like very different. So I hope, you know, it's like I always <laughs> I always find it hard to, you know, to live up to, to the expectations that Mike leaves behind, you know. He's just like this superhero of audio. <laughs> well, I think you're putting yourself down. I, I, I think oh. um you've got so much to to give in this show and, and uh, you know, it's actually good to have a different perspective on things anyway. Mm-hmm. So I, I just want to say we've got uh, some lovely people watching live. So just to um, bring some of those in, we've got somebody called Mike Russell. I don't know who he oh, is. Oh, no. I don't know who um, he is. Uh, so away, Mike Russell, <laughs> <laughs> he can see his, hear is loud and clear, which is great. Um, uh, Jeanette is, is saying, watching on LinkedIn saying, yes, so that's good. Um, so we, with the technology is is working. Larry <laughs> Robinson watching on YouTube. Yes, sounding good. We've got Latasha watching from Buffalo in the USA. That must be very, very early in the morning. And yeah. uh, um, Jeanette says is watching from the Netherlands. Um, so that's great. Awesome. Awesome. Well, let keep those comments coming. If you've got any questions for myself or Isabella, that'd be great. So I always like to ask uh, my guests on the show, uh, those those who have actually met in person, and that actually is most of my guests on the show. How we first met. Now, I, I remember this, um, but I'm just wondering if you've got any recollections of that. Because I, yeah, I always like to Yeah, do you know, I was, I was, when we talked about it just before the show, and I was like, when on earth did we meet Ian? It just seems like such a long time ago. It, it seems like we know each other for a really, really long time. But uh, I want to say it must be during our conferences. Uh, so it would be at New Media yeah. Europe, right? Yeah, yeah. It would have to be there. And I know, I know you, uh, we, we've connected because you applied to speak at the event, and we, we kind of became really good friends from there on so yeah yeah absolutely and I remember so this was in Manchester this was probably 20 uh, 2016 was it the one in Manchester yeah gosh yeah anyway uh, let's 20, yeah 2015 yeah, <laughs> it would have been 2015 it would be 2015 it would wouldn't it yeah. yes yes and I remember the speakers party yeah. and uh, mm. there was pizza and vodka involved with that <laughs> yeah, what a good combination how, what can possibly how things go have wrong ch- how things have changed you know because I don't think um <laughs> I, well, I, I, my alcohol intake has gone right down and I don't no, really yeah. eat so much pizza. But anyway, en- enough of that. <laughs> so um, how did you get to, so obviously you're you're the managing director of Music Radio Creative. Yes. For those of who don't know, Music Radio Creative, I mean, do so many different things. I mean, maybe you can mm-hmm. tell us a little bit more about it. But I mean, from my point of view, you know, you do the audio mm-hmm. branding, you do, uh, you know, the podcast intros and music and, and podcast editing for some of the really famous yeah. podcasts out there, but you probably do so many more things that um, I don't even know. So tell us a little bit more about how you got to what you're doing today and, and tell us a little <laughs> bit more about what you okay. do. No, cool. So um, Music Radio Creative as a company really has been around since 2006. And Mike is the person who started the company, uh, which, which seems like many, many moons ago. Uh, his background was completely in radio. And he started it off as this little company that was just doing audio production. I've joined in 2011. Um, we were expecting our first child and I was terribly bored 
with uh, my maternity leave. And I was like, come on, Mike, you've got this company. Just let's have a quick look as to what's going on in there. I would love to kind of put my fingers in there and some ideas in. Um, And I've joined in with zero background in audio. My background was actually in banking, um, business and banking. So I studied business, uh, IT and econometrics, kind of very analytical mind, really. Um, And I I came into this creative world and I never got got back out of it. I absolutely fell in love with it. So we started to grow the company together and um, within a year, it just grew to be big enough to essentially sustain us full time. And then we kind of progressed from there. Now we not only work with uh, podcasters, we work with radio stations, DJs, we uh, work with um, bigger companies such as, I don't know, London Eye, for example, we do audio for them, Um, theme parks. Uh, We consult on audio as well. So like we consulted NASA on audio restoration and, you know, all sorts of fun projects like that. So anything audio is is what we do. We have... um, Way over 150 voiceover artists now. Um, we have a team of producers, singers, musicians. Uh, yeah, it's just this this amazing international audio family, really. Wow, that's, that's amazing. And uh, yeah, <laughs> the, so the, the, I have to say, so the intro and outro of uh, this podcast and show are done by Music Radio Creative. So we had a lot, <laughs> I had a lot of fun at least. I don't know about you, Isabella, but we- <laughs> We did um, too, yes, we, I did too. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, if you go back to the first ever episodes, if you go to iag.me forward slash one, we had a lot of fun uh, with, the, with, with the first episode. And uh, we, we, you actually came, so actually you have been on the show uh, because oh, you yeah. did, we, yes, we had um, we had a little fun conversation. So uh, We did. Yeah. And I can't believe it's episode 80. Like you are in episode, you know, 80. And it's like, really? How quickly did yeah. that go? It just seems like only yesterday we were working on it. And I'm like, it's whoa, nice. that's amazing. Congrats on that. Because, you know, not oh, many podcasters you. and, you know, people who go live, not many people actually go as far as that. So, so that's, you know, it's really good. But then I wouldn't expect any different from you anyway. <laughs> well, times have changed. There was a time when I would have given up. And, and actually, I did have a podcast about uh, 10 years ago that I think I got up to episode 23 and then I... I gave up. So it, I think, but but I think yeah. this is one of the things we've talked about on the show. Consistency yeah. is so important. Yeah. You have to have a reason as well. Why, you know, I, this yeah. time I had a reason. I knew why I was doing it. And so mm. um, I think that's really important. You've got to know why you're doing it. Otherwise, in those yeah. low moments, let's face it, we have those low moments. You know, when in my episode do. 20, 25, I was thinking, <laughs> nobody <laughs> loves me. Nobody, nobody's <laughs> And uh, I told the story before. It was actually at New Media, not New Media Europe. It was, uh, what do you call it? Uh, Youpreneur Summit. And I was there and I bumped into about eight people who said, oh, I love your podcast. And I was thinking, that's great. But why why couldn't you have told me this before? (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, yeah. Yeah, but we do need a good reason. Definitely. That reason behind doing it is the most important bit, so... Absolutely, absolutely. And Martin Buckland's watching on LinkedIn who says, perfect audio. Oh, that's what we like to hear, um, which, which, which is great. And William, uh, William Guerrero is here. Good morning, all. LOL. Every time I turn on YouTube or open Facebook, there's Isabella or Mike. I love their free jingle Friday. So if you have not checked out Isabella and Mike's free jingle Friday, it's every Friday at, I want to say, 1 p.m.? 1 p.m., yeah. 1 p.m. 1 in the PM. UK. Yeah. 
So just check out Music Radio Creative on YouTube. It's so much yeah. fun. What do you do in Free Jingle Friday? We we make free jingles. So you can essentially tune in and request uh, for either Mike or myself to record a jingles a jingle for you. So you can uh, we have a submission form so you can just, you know, submit your script. We record every single jingle that is requested. So there are days, you know, we sometimes do it straight after the show because we get so many submissions. I think our record was uh, something like 350. So it's kind of really difficult to do it live on the show. So we kind of finish the show and record straight after. But it's, uh, yeah, it's just a lot of fun. We talk about audio. We test microphones, just, you know, do silly things with audio. But the main thing is we we are there to give free jingles. So, you know, yeah, that's what we do. (laughs) That sounds a lot of fun. Well, it is a lot of fun. I mean, whenever Mm. I've... Come on and watch the show. It's fab. Do you do? You need to. Are you ever going to do some live singing in it? No, I mean I'm not a good singer. I probably probably would need to go for some training uh, before I do. I'm a terrible, terrible singer. Uh, yeah, and I I, I get very str- not stressed, but kind of like you know, uh, I, I I I kind of block completely when it comes to live singing. I've just about got used to recording jingles live on the show, so I'm just like, yeah, you know, this is okay. I can do it, but singing, oh no. <laughs> That that's taking things a little bit too far. So, that's too far for me. Yeah. So on, on the whole, on the whole kind of like uh, confidence side of things, uh, so singing singing is is a little bit too out there. But do you, yeah. do you remember the first time you went live? And you know, was was that quite a scary thing for you, getting in front of the camera? Tell us a little very, bit about that. Very very much mm. so. So. Um, the, the so I've always so it started off with me going live with Mike and it's always easier when you go live with somebody else you, it's not quite the same as going entirely on your own because then the pressure is falling on you so the first time I went on just me as in you know Mike was just behind the camera but not together with me you know to kind of bounce me out of anything that you know I get stuck with was when I was recording one of my first videos uh, I started a YouTube channel called Audio Unicorn which um, I kind of not abandoned, but <laughs> I haven't kept consistency too well, really. <laughs> but I've recorded some videos for it. And I remember the first video that, you know, it wasn't actually, no, it was live. And um, I just remember feeling so, so stressed about it. Like, you know, I wanted everything to be perfect. And, you know, I was judging every single kind of move that I was making. And I just, yeah, I I just wanted to make sure it was it was really good. But um it kind of turned out okay. I think that self-critique is always something that probably hinders rather than helps too. <laughs> you you went live and yeah. uh, you've you've got through it. You you you're still alive yeah. today. And yeah, would you say you enjoy it live video? <laughs> Uh, I do. I do. And I, I think the more you do it, the more you enjoy it. I think that to start with, yeah. it can be quite terrifying. And then the more you do it, the better it gets each time. And I think that the fact that we do um, a live stream every week with Mike really has helped with my confidence in general. And just talking to, you know, to camera, to people live and just not worrying too much about the fact that things might not be entirely perfect, but actually nobody cares apart from you. <laughs> So. Well, that's true. And one of the things that you said, you know, you, you did want to try and make it perfect, you know, and I don't know, would yeah. you say 
you are a bit of a perfectionist. I mean, I would certainly say I'm yeah. a perfectionist, but what about yeah. yourself? I, w- I would say okay. so, definitely. And I, I, I do <laughs> self-judge a lot. So, you know, I, yeah. I will watch back and I'll be like, oh, no, you know, it's like I've looked yeah. the wrong way or I have, you know, said, the, you know, this silly thing or it wasn't quite perfect. You know, I mean, for, <laughs> for, not, not many people know this. It might not always be very obvious, but actually I, English is my second language. It's, it's not my first language. So quite often I will also judge just like how I've actually said things and whether it was grammatically correct and you know that's just so yeah (laughs) I can go very deep into that well yeah I think I think we can all yeah many of us are perfectionists I think but I I, I actually believe that live video is a great antidote to perfectionism because it can't you you're not going to ever get it perfect and sometimes yeah it's just a great way to get content done and and so uh um, yes. And just about your, I mean, about your grasp of the English language, it, quite frankly, it's better than uh, a lot of English people. So <laughs> no, <laughs> you need to worry about that. Um, fabulous. Thank yeah, you. excellent. Right. Well, so, well, it's true. Um, so branding, let's get on to branding. Why yeah. is branding just in general, before we get into audio branding, because yeah. I think a lot of people will be asking, what on earth is audio branding? But just generally, when you're creating, uh, specifically when it comes to live video, why, why is yeah. branding so important? So I, I don't think I don't think there is a specific answer to live video, but I think branding is important in general because it gives you or um, whatever you do an identity. And I think as human beings, we like to um, uh, relate. We, we relate to things much easier when when there is a firm identity in place, and we not only relate but we also remember better things that give that strong identity stamp. So I, it, branding it does exactly that. Is that strong identity? stamp it's something that people can relate to it's something that people remember and it is rem- it is essentially important for that reason because you want to be remembered you want to be known you want to you know for people to to kind of feel like oh okay that that's it i kind of relate to it in some way or another so so i think that that perhaps answers better than thinking specifically for live stream because it's exactly the same answer for anything you do, really. Yeah, I, I think you're right. And, you know, I think the, the worst thing that somebody can say to you when it comes to this is, hi, Isabella, I really love you as a person. You're great. But what is it you do? You know, I, you know, and, <laughs> yeah, and exactly. they would never do that to you, of course. But I mean, for, for that was an issue for me for many years. You know, people mm. didn't really know what mm. I did. And so that's, I think you're right, it's where, that's where branding comes in. So, I mean, it could be, for example, I've got this little microphone flag, you know, those who are listening to the podcast won't be able to see this, but this is a little bit of branding on my microphone and and things like that. So that's the visual side of things I think is really important. With it music is. radio, also the creative. sign behind you, yeah. the, the sign behind your head. Yeah, that we, <laughs> that's that's part of branding too. That's the one. <laughs> you need to move yeah. it to the side. You know, it's like I, branding yes. in me that says that it's like it's got to be kind of visible. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, that's a whole other topic. You know, backgrounds of live video, yeah. which we're going to be covering because this is another yeah. area that I I know that I need to work on. But yeah, uh, so so I think so I think a lot of us will understand what branding is in terms of mm. it, it it could include the logo although i would say logo probably i don't know whether you would say this logo is not the most important thing it's it's the it's the brand identity it's the colors it's the look and feel and all that yeah. kind of stuff let's move on to to audio branding what what is audio branding and and why is it so important 
I mean, audio branding is essentially just another leg of branding itself. So you've got the visual aspect of things. It's just, you know, we, we all, uh, we have different senses. So we see things, we hear things, we feel things. So all three elements are really important in branding in general. So audio is just part of a far bigger picture. So you can't really think of audio in isolation because it has to. So say, for example, you know, with, with you, when you have your your brand, it all has to remain consistent, you know, so you can yeah. ensure that, you know, what looks and feels in certain way also sounds in certain way. <laughs> so, you know, and there are people who, for, you know, very unfortunate reasons can only hear you. They can't see you or they may see you, but they will not hear. So th this is all, you know, that branding has to kind of talk to all the three elements at the same time. And with audio, you know, it's, this is the, the stamp you, you leave on somebody in their ears, you know, so rather than just the visual is the ears that you are impacting. And actually, I remember reading a really interesting study we, because of all the different senses we have. Some people are far, they react more to one sense or another. So it could be that some people prefer the visual stuff and that will essentially um, appeal to them more. Some people are more auditory. So they will hear things and that will sort of stay with them and they will remember it better. And there are some people who go for feel and the touch and the more sensory experiences. So we, we all kind of different, take it all differently. We have kind of different thresholds of, you know, what is more important in one way or another. Um, so it is important that you get that audio right. You may not be the auditory person, but somebody, you know, one third of your audience is. So you have to kind of think of that in those terms. Definitely, that's that's really really important. I I I, I thought that that idea that we're all different. We we all have yeah. Some some of us are more. Uh, what did you use the word? I think you know auditory. Set, yeah, so the sound will be more important for some people, yeah. and that that reminds me. Like uh, I think it's interesting that you know when it comes to like buying a TV, uh, so many yeah. people are looking for the biggest TV, and it's got to be 4K or 8K and all this kind of stuff, and. But they're listening to, they're watching movies yeah. and listening to the sound through little tinny speakers. And yeah. <laughs> what what actually makes the difference when you go to the cinema, I think, is mm. the amazing sound. You know, the the Dolby yeah. Atmos, you know, the big beefy subwoofers. Yeah. Um, and I mean, having said that, I feel a hypocrite because we, we've, we've got a TV and we haven't invested in... The audio yet, but it's it's on the list. It's definitely on the list. It's on I think the list. that makes that's, that counts. <laughs> that that counts. So I, I think that's interesting, and yeah. and um, having that consistency. Do you think? It, and you know, for for those of us with smaller businesses, or or mm -hmm. a business where it's uh, there's somebody somebody is like, for example, myself. I I'm the I'm the business. There's a role. It's a role. I suppose it's a you know the personal branding side of yeah. things. How much does the personality come into this? And I'm just interested from an audio point of view, mm. what, what could we think about there? So um, I th I, all the projects are really unique. And I think, it again, it just comes down to the personality type. So when we work with people on, on the audio, there are people who, people like you, and I really loved working with you, by the way, Ian, on your audio. And I love the fact that you had your own idea <laughs> and you had, yeah. no, because this is the personality aspect of it. You know, you had your idea and you kind of knew that you wanted to put that little bit of, of, of you and your family and, and kind of like that, that special touch. You wanted that in 
in your audio branding, which is which is what was done um, in in the process. But there are some people who have absolutely no idea, and you know it gets even worse when they have an idea of what they want to do, but they don't quite yet know where this is heading. So I think that the best way to look at audio branding, and it's the same with visual branding. It's it's not something you do once. It's kind of the journey. You kind of perfect it as you go along because you will find that, you know, as you start um, doing the project that involves audio, you, you start recognizing that some aspects of it are more important than others. And then you tweak it as you go along. So you'll be like, actually, you know, it's like, I like, I would like it to be a little bit more like this or less like that. And and you kind of tweak it as you go along. But I think in general, the, the personality, I think, is important because at the end of the day, people always buy people. And if you are at the center of the 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 uh, the show that you are doing if it's if it's a live show then people are there also because of you and because of how you are and who you are so i think that putting that personal aspect into your audio branding um makes it more memorable and uh, you like it more and therefore other people will like it more too because they will kind of follow your lead with that that's really interesting i think really helpful it's it's very easy and maybe we can talk about this in a bit to to just to copy what everyone else is doing and not to put yeah. that personality. And, and obviously it's good to, to see what other people are doing to get some form of inspiration. Yeah. But I think it's important to, to you know, to be to be different as well. Uh, just looking at some comments, we've got Tim Son watching uh, on Facebook saying top of the morning here in the US anyway. It is just morning, 10 seconds until the afternoon here <laughs> in the UK. Uh, it is almost noon. And Tim also says you'd never know English wasn't your first language. So you might want to tell people, where where are you from originally? I'm originally from Poland. So I've, yes, I've moved to to UK after meeting my wonderful husband. (laughs) So never planned to be here, but life has has swished me into the UK and I never left. So Well, that's that's great. But you do, well, maybe not this year, but you do go to Poland a few times. In fact, you've been speaking at at a, a conference in Poland, haven't you? Uh, yes, in InfoShare, it's uh, mm. it's such a great, great event, actually. And I love the fact that it's kind of very European. You know, there are a lot of uh, conferences that feel very English, but this one is like very European and you have a good mix of different European countries that it kind of brings a little bit of a, a different vibe. So, but yeah, unfortunately this year, obviously just virtual. Yeah, so. just just virtual. So. Yeah, well, we had a lot of fun last year. We, we all met up in Poland. It's one yeah, of my favorite, favorite countries out there. The, Tim also says, I get that question all the time. I go live often, but what do I do? And I suppose this this is an interesting thing, just um, before we get on to the next section, yeah. you know, it's the whole importance of having a niche and being really, really clear on that. And, you know, I'll be, I'll be totally honest, I was really scared of, of the niche. You know, niching can be can be really quite scary because it feel you feel like you're, ter- you're, you're slamming the door on so many potential opportunities out there. When it comes to to your business and your brand, I think it's really important to be specific. What's your view on that? And and does how does audio branding come into to that side of things? It's, it's I mean it's hugely important, and it's it actually perhaps more than a niche. It's important to know who you want to talk to. And it, it does involve some sort of circling around and saying, okay, you know, this is my circle and the sound, sound, and that's where I fit in. And that's where I want, you know, to appeal to. It is important because once you know that, you can then decide, okay, you know, if I am, you know, targeting people who are predominantly male and, you know, they might be in their 60s plus, for example, right? That's a specific niche. And then you can further chop it down and say, those are 
people who are interested in clocks, you know, I don't know, just totally plucking it out. <laughs> of the, you know, and then so you you can then say, okay, based on this, let's make sure to use music like that um, because it will appeal to those people more. And let's choose a voice that is going to be appealing to that group as well. So let's choose a voice that fits that category as well. So you can then niche down all the different elements that Audio brings, uh, which is, you know, typically it's voice um, if there is a spoken message and then there is audio part of it, uh, which could be music. But there is also, um, you could do sonic branding where it's kind of like a couple of notes and and you can write them in obviously different, uh, different tones, different instruments and things like that. So you can decide all of that based on the niche you are broadcasting to. So without knowing who you broadcast to, how difficult is it to actually get yeah. your audio branding right? It's just impossible, really. That's so true. So like like Sonic branding, mm-hmm. the, the famous example would probably be the Intel one, wouldn't it? Is that the kind yeah, of thing? Yeah, Coca-Cola and, you know, Co- all yeah. that stuff. Yeah, all that yeah, kind of that's stuff. It. Yeah, yeah just in it. case, you know, uh, anyone hasn't heard of that. So yeah, I, I, I think this yeah. is so important. So one of the things that I yeah. did, I'm so glad that I did, and it's something that I recommend that everyone does, when they're produ- when they're thinking about a new show, I suppose whether it's a podcast or or a, or a mm. live show, is to to get a document together that lists all the reasons why you're going to do this. Who is your audience, yeah. and and the themes as well of what you're going to do. If you don't get that right, then to getting the branding sorted is going to be really really hard. Which I think is what you're you're saying. Yeah. Um, Tim Sorn says uh, our our movie theater has super comfy chairs now too. So maybe that's important. Uh, the comfy chairs. Mm-hmm. I don't know about that. And uh, what else? Oh, so Tim also asks, uh, how did you incorporate your family into your branding? And so that's right at the end, together we can go live is is actually um, my wife, Helen, and our kids all saying that together. And that was that was fun. I, I think you that kind of encouraged fun. me, Isabella. I wasn't sure about that. Yeah. I thought it might be a little bit... I don't know. I didn't, wasn't sure it would work, but it kind of did. <laughs> it really works great. I thought that was such a great personal touch, and it's kind of that that hidden uh, hidden gem in the whole branding. You know, some people might pick up on it, but it's like it's it's just really really cool. I really like that. That's cool. Actually, it's probably the first time I've actually mentioned that that is our family. So I'll be interested oh, if there you, go. you are you listening see. if you are listening to the podcast or watch this live show a few times. Did you did you did you even think that who that was or maybe it was just some random people saying that at the end I don't know. Um, Brigetti <laughs> is watching from Cape Town. Great to see you. Woo-hoo. Hope you're doing really well. So that's awesome. Well, I want to, I want to just after uh, my sponsor break, I want to ask you a little bit more about maybe specifically how we can get started with audio branding, some of the things, okay. and, and maybe how it would be uh, either doing it ourselves or or working with companies such yeah. as yourselves and, and how to, how to do actually do that. That'd be really good. But it's time to bring in my next sponsor, which is Content 10X. Content 10X is the complete content repurposing service for entrepreneurs. They are awesome. They are all about taking your piece of content, whether that's a live show or podcast or blog post, and turning it into a plethora of different content. And that's the that's the thing, that, that all of that takes a lot of time. And maybe you're asking the question, how do I find different ways to create more content but I, I just don't have the time to do that. Well, by creating one piece of pillar content every single week, you can then turn that and turn it into, say, into a blog post, a podcast, or into, as Amy, the founder of Content NX, talks about a litter of lots of video babies, whether that's on LinkedIn or other channels like Instagram. So they're, they're a specialist content repurposing agency that will take that one live stream or blog post and turn it into all those different types of content. They've also got a new service. Amy talked about this a few weeks ago on the show, which is called LinkedIn 10X. And so if you're particularly wanting to focus on LinkedIn, if you're wanting to level things up 
to engage with more people on LinkedIn, to do uh, just just to do a much better job on LinkedIn. And this is something I'm definitely interested in. LinkedIn tends to be that network that I I don't always have the time to to invest in, but it's so so powerful. So definitely check out their service at um, content10x.com and and look at their their LinkedIn 10x service. It's awesome. So they can do this all for you. They have a full service that will show you that will do all this for you. But if you want to learn how to do it yourself, they have so many resources on their website. They have a blog, they have a podcast, they have a book and a toolkit. A really smart, responsive, creative and effective. And if you want to take the stress out of content marketing, Content 10X are the people you want to go to. So all you need to do is go to content10x.com to find out a little bit more about that. And I thank you, Amy and the team for sponsoring this show. Thank you so much. Right, it's time to get on with the the rest of the show. And I'm waiting for the button to kick in. It has kicked in. For some reason, when I go from the sponsor slide to this slide, it always takes about five seconds. I need to work out how, why that is. So we want, so we, Hopefully, we've convinced uh, everyone watching and and listening of the importance of audio branding now. Maybe you could tell us a few of the different ways we could use audio branding, whether that's on a podcast or on a live show. And uh, then we can get on to like how we actually get started with all of that. Yeah, sure. So different types. So definitely, if you have a live show or a podcast, it could be an intro or outro. It could also be different transitions between the different topics you cover. So if you have different segments in your show, you could uh, use different audio transitions to introduce those segments or sort of smoothly finish one thing and start another without that kind of awkward pausing in between. So all of that could be your, your audio branding. So YouTube or a podcast, but not only that, anything you do on your website, if you have anything that involves audio, uh, those could be like explainer videos, you know, all the, the intro videos on, on the website, all of that can have your, your branding incorporated. Uh, I mean, if, you know, if you have a company, then that branding can be also incorporated in things like uh, on hold um, message recordings, any commercials that you do, um, uh, you know, online or uh, on a radio or anywhere else. So all of that and it kind of spreads anywhere there. So anywhere that where there is audio involved, you can add that uh, branding into it. Um, does that does that help, Ian? It definitely does. Yeah, I think it's important to to kind of uh, to understand the different ways that we could use it. And one thing, yes. so like for the podcast, I I do break up different sections. So I'll have a, a little. So this is something that you did. You not only helped with the the intro and the outro, which you're here. Uh, and see it with with the, uh, for the for the live show, but I have, so I have that at the beginning and the end of of the of the the podcast as well. But I also have little jingles as well that I can use in between little different sponsor slots. So I don't know whether you'll be able to hear this, Isabella, but uh, we on the podcast I always have a like a little silly song that I sing, uh, and before that we have um, I can't remember the name of the voiceover artist, but you you'll you'll, you'll know who it is. But I'll I'll just play this. Hopefully this will come through on on the feed. Looks like it's time for something completely nutty. 
So who was the voiceover artist there? Did you hear that? <laughs> that was yeah, that was Darren. Uh, that was uh, yeah, Darren. Darren. He's uh, yeah, he's he's an incredibly talented voice artist. Um, he was actually on Britain's Got Talent, and he went quite That's far right. on Britain's Got Talent. <laughs> he's really really good. He does character. So um, on Britain's Got Talent, he was doing. Uh, it was kind of like a comedy with. Like with different characters and impressions. He was like impressionist on there. Uh, but he does, as a voice artist, he does a lot of character voices. So Yeah, that's all that's awesome. And so yeah, yeah, so that that could be one example, or the other example is I've got a seven second clip that I use in between sponsor slots like this. And I think the thing I love about that is you've not just taken seven seconds of the music and then just cut it out at the end there's a little <laughs> whoosh and yeah. so so I think you know it, it's like you know anyone could probably make a logo but is it going to be any good and so there's a, there's a lot of finesse yeah. I think that's involved with this you know it, yes. it's it's how you use it so okay I hopefully we've we've encouraged everyone that uh, audio branding is is mm. a really cool thing to do and actually I want to use some of those transitions in my live show, as well as I do with my podcast. That's one of the things I'm going to be looking at doing. How do we go about either doing this ourselves or working with, I mean, how, how would it be like working with Music Radio Creative to actually create this? You know, what, what are the steps that we need to, yeah. to do in order to, to get started with audio branding? So, so I think that um, perhaps the, the best way to look at it first, so if you want to start with audio branding and you might not be at the stage where you are quite ready to work with a, with a company because you may just not quite yet know where you want your branding to go. And that's actually quite common. <laughs> you know, believe me, yeah. that, that's actually a lot of people are at the stage where they know they need something. They're not quite sure what it should be yet and where to start. Yeah. They don't quite want to invest in full-on branding because they're like, well, what if things change in two months down the line as I start broadcasting my ideas, my sort of take a slightly different shape or form. So the, the best way to really start, if you wanted to start with branding, which I always recommend because I think that it is important that you have something. Like having nothing is kind of like, you know... Um, I don't know if somebody served you pancakes, but with nothing, no toppings on top, you know, the pancakes <laughs> might be really good. But if there is no topping, you kind of felt like oh, something is missing, you know, <laughs> you so. kind of want the full, you want the full dish, right? <laughs> you know, with uh, lots of sprinkles and cream and maybe, you know, syrup, golden syrup on top and strawberries and all of that. So this is what <laughs> branding is. <laughs> but um, uh, if you want to start somewhere, uh, have start off with finding a piece of royalty free music track that you really like something that really appeals to you maybe represents part of your character charisma or you know just kind of in some way feels like it represents what what you do and uh, start with that and then you can always shape it into more refined branding later on. But have that little something to start with. If you wanted to go full in and, and work with, with us, so there are different different ways we work. And again, it just depends on where you sit in terms of knowing what you want and how you want it done. So there are some clients who come to us and they're like, actually... I know exactly what I would like. I would like a voiceover. Here is the script. That's what I wanted to, to be said. So let's start working from there. So we would jump in and make suggestions as to, okay, let's use music like that. Or maybe let's not use music, you know, in some... Um, 
and branding, it might be suitable to just not use music at all. Um, and then we would kind of create it from there. The process is very simple. Uh, there are some people who want to have like in-depth branding analysis. This is where we will go much deeper in. We have a set of, I believe it's like 15 or 20 different branding questions. They really help us to understand who your audience is, you know, who are we targeting? What is the product or the, the service that you offer or what is your brand essentially? Uh, how you want to be perceived and, uh, you know, how you want people to think um, about you when in general listening in, what kind of feelings there should be and all of that. So we will do like um, a, a deep branding analysis. And based on that, we will come up with the scripts. We will write the scripts. If, if say, if it's a podcast, it would be intro and outro and some some elements in between as well. We will come up with suggestions for what music may be suitable for this what voice artists would be better placed uh, to record it. So we, we will do um, a full recommendation based on, on your answers. So that's kind of like the, the full pancake with all the toppings. <laughs> but you, yeah. you can choose a smaller version uh, of it, you know, if, if you are a little bit more certain as to what you would like and how you would like it. Yeah, I think that's important to, to talk about the, di the different stages. But you, you said yeah. before, if you're just starting off, just keep it simple. Yeah. I mean, be, you know, we've yeah. talked about we've talked about perfectionism and overthinking, and there is that danger. Yeah. I think that this can get in there the is. way. You, in a, in a way, and I'm sure you'd agree with this. You know, to start a live show, you don't actually need audio branding, but audio no. branding will definitely give it more. What would you say? It's, What's it's, the word I'm looking for? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's the topic on the pan toppings on the pancakes, right? <laughs> okay, that, that'll do. I like that. The, the toppings, toppings on the pancakes. Toppings on the pancake. You know, it's like, yeah. but no, I, I totally agree. It's like, if it is something that's going to stop your progress, don't let it stop your progress. Because at the end of the day, that's something that can be added on as you go along. So it's far more important you get started. And as you get started, you will start molding and shaping the idea of who is it you are who is it your audience might be how do you want to appeal to them you know all of that kind of slowly starts molding in as you go along and then you can start adding the the audio branding it's definitely more important that you get started than not starting with the branding yeah. if that makes sense because that could be a showstopper and you don't want it to be one so that's, that's so important so i'd love to know if you're watching yeah. live uh, what are your thoughts for if you were to go down the route of audio branding for your show or podcast what are the things that you what what are the things that you would be thinking about? I'd love to know about that. I, and and music is 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 a difficult one because music is I mean music yeah. is an amazing thing. It's an amazing um, yeah. gift, I suppose. But it can also be quite divisive. Or people have different different views on this. Yeah. Some have very eclectic tastes. Some have very mm -hmm. like very focused tastes. And you know you might have you might be really into death metal, for example, but your audience <laughs> might not be. They might be into, I don't know, uh, classical music or something like that. So where, you know, so I'm sure you've had this, you've had uh, clients come to you and say, I really want to have this style of music. And you've kind of said, well, not sure that's going to be the best thing here. What, you know, yeah. what's your view on that? Can you give us some kind of, without obviously naming anyone, any, yeah. any kind of like stories you could tell us? <laughs> 
<laughs> so, uh, so first of all, I think that instead of thinking of, of a music as something as an, oh, you know, I like that style of music. I don't like that style of music. I think you have to think of a music as something that potentially can bring an emotion in us because that's what music yes. does. Actually, yes. when you listen to different pieces of music, it brings very specific emotions. You know, there's music that's uplifting and it just kind of makes you feel good and you're kind of ready to go. But there's music that's more serious. And, you know, it's like put aside the genres of music because all genres can do exactly the same thing. So I think instead of thinking of, you know, I totally love the, uh, you know, heavy rock or metal, you know, just think of what kind of emotion do you want your show to bring? How do you want people to feel when, you know, listening or when when tuning in? You know, it, and it all has to be sort of topic relevant as well. Uh, as for examples, I mean, you know, just... Um, uh, we we've done work with with some shows that cover really serious topics like uh you know like for example um abortion or uh just like uh, general uh, wealth we've worked with um uh, WHO on on a show for for women essentially who are giving birth in Africa and you know it's a show that's educating them and kind of you know points them into the specific directions as to how to get help and you know what to look out for and sort of based on communities. So you really have to think in, in those cases, like, you know, how do you want those women in this case, those women to feel and where do you want to direct them with those feelings? And it's kind of a very careful balance, you know. So you kind of have to, yeah. So I would say feelings over specific genres with everything you do. That's so important. And I love the yeah. fact that you're talking about emotion first. So maybe yeah. take the whole idea of genre to one side and, and focus yes. on the emotion there. Uh, Bucetti says, um, I agree, deciding on branding is not easy because of the risk of excluding opportunities. Great point. So that's back to our, our all on our, our, talking about niching. And also says, yeah. excellent points to consider the emotion you want to trigger. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, what, what, what I was thinking about when I was choosing the music, I, I kind of I've got a very eclectic taste. I mean, I, obviously, I I, I, tra I talk about this a lot on the show. I trained as a classical singer, but I didn't feel like a big, I don't know, kind of operatic or symphonic thing would work. Um, <laughs> but but I quite like trance music. But then I thought, well, trance music might be a bit too hardcore. So I tried. So yeah. one of the things I asked, you know, you to help me with Isabella was, you know, can we find something that is not too hardcore, but something that would be fun? I didn't want something yeah. that was too happy. I, I wanted this to be something that's slightly different out there. So it was, it was, I yeah. wanted it to, to sound professional and fun. Um, yeah. and I think, I think we ended up with something quite nice. I mean, you know, how long I'll we continue do. that with that, yeah. uh, I don't know. And that's an interesting point. Do you, once you, you sort out your, your audio branding, is that it for life? Or I mean, like, how can you change it, tweak no. it over time? <laughs> It's not something you lock into, like, you know, a mortgage on a house <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> you can uh, you can update it. And I, I actually, I always encourage people to kind of transform it as you go along because yeah. your show will transform and kind of make sure your branding transforms with it. And it's, it's, a, it's just very similar to visual branding. If you think about, you know, how general trends change in terms of different colors and, you know, usage on, on the internet in general, like, you know, think of the websites that have been created in 1996 and the colors that have been used then and say for example <laughs> what we have now right you know 24 years on it's kind of a similar thing you know yeah. um you, you, the, the the trends will change the um, maybe you know if there is music that the music may need slight updating just to feel more current but in general when you make those changes 
I would encourage to keep some element of familiarity along the way. And I would say a vast majority of updates that we do, um, and so I would say 90% of updates to branding that we do will be tweaks rather than huge rehauls of branding. So it is that transformation that with time it changes, but it doesn't jump, you know, from one place yeah. to, to the next yeah, yeah. Uh, in a huge, huge bounds uh, at a time. So yeah, small, small tweaks as you go along, but there is in a way there is nothing to say, you know, if you have an idea and you want a complete rehaul, there is nothing to say, don't do it. Um, if, if you think that's going to benefit the show and if you are certain that the changes you are bringing are, are going to be positive, then absolutely go for it. Um, you know, sometimes you need that, especially when, you know, a lot of people are pivoting into or like choosing a more specific niche or making huge changing to the show. Not necessarily, you know, I'm not talking branding here, but, you know, changing the format of the show or deciding to make it, you know, daily rather than once a month, you know, and things like that. It kind of, by, by bringing that change to branding, you are refreshing things and also making people a little bit more curious as to, oh, what is there to come? You know, is there something new I should be looking out for? So it's kind of making people more curious and creating a little bit more potential interest, in my opinion, um, to, to the show. So use this, if you plan to do the full rehaul on branding do it at the times where you also make some other changes so that to 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 make that kind of more more interesting for the listeners of us that's awesome that's really really good we're, we're almost at the end of the show i just had one other question to ask you i also see that annette mcdonald's is here from down under great to see you and i hope you're doing really well we're just talking about uh, audio branding and the importance of audio branding today so we've talked about music and genre and the emotions mm -hmm. that that um, puts forward and we've also talked about the fact that we can tweak that over time that you're not it's not set yeah. in stone which is great the thing that we haven't talked about so much are are, are the voiceovers themselves and yes. you know and this is something that i thought a lot about do i go uh, i mean obviously this is an english language yeah. while i'm speaking in english but i know that you work uh, with with different languages so it's not all english but yeah. when it comes to the accent so i was thinking do i choose mm -hmm. an american accent do i choose a british accent in the end, I went with British because I yeah. am British, but I, I, a lot of my audience are from other parts of the world. They're from America, from Canada, from Australia. And so I did have in my mind, you know, do I, do I want to tweak it? Do I want to have two different accents? Overthinking, maybe? I don't know. But <laughs> what's your, what's your, when it comes to that, you know, what, wow. what should we be thinking about? Wow, it's it's very interesting actually. Now you say that we work with one of uh, one of uh, our clients uh, um, has a podcast about uh, wine. Okay, so they review um, they they do interviews with wine creators from all around the world, and they have a show that is South African. There is a show that's Australian. There's a show that's New Zealand. There is a show that's um, American. There is Spanish. There is like South American. They literally have I think like ten different shows and each is devoted to a different part of the world. And they have actually requested for the jingles to be made with specific voice artists based on where the show is going to be, um, you know, what the show is reviewing. So if it's South African wines, then it's a South African voice. If it's French wines, there is a French voice and so on and so on. So uh, you can go as far as that. <laughs> Some people do. Um, whether that's necessary, I, I don't think necessary is is, is the, the, the right word here. Um, 
I, I am a huge advocate of not overthinking it. And this is one of those things that can easily overthink. You know, you, you can really overthink it. Um, audio and podcasting, live streaming does not generally have uh, boundaries in terms of geographical, you know, boundaries. We we have perhaps, you know, appeal, we can see in the stats that, okay, we have more viewers in the US or more viewers in the UK. But I think ultimately um, it, it, it is just bringing the show, you know, just thinking of the, the whole show and thinking of it, okay, if if we are in, so it's, I'm just trying to think of, of what we do. Our show is a very good example for this because we have uh, viewers in the US, in the UK, all over Africa, all over South America, literally a huge, huge mix. And we when we make jingles, we do a mix because we quite like that international aspect. If that's important to your audience and to what you do, it may be worth to bring you know, different voices, different accents. I'm at the moment actually trying to to hugely advocate the fact that you could even use a non-native English speakers on a lot of the, the projects just to highlight diversity. And again, you know, I want to highlight this really is specific to different niches. It's, it may not be appropriate to every niche, that idea and concept. So... I think don't overthink it. If, you know, if your show is about, I don't know, for example, English countryside, I can't really see you using American voice on this. That will just simply be stupid. Uh, but, you know, if if there is that international aspect to it, um, yeah. why not have a different voice? It's, you know, it's not, it, it's, it's, it's something that perhaps will put a slightly different step. Think of what your competition is doing. Do something different. You know, why why not? I, li- I like that. And again, I think it probably comes down to the emotional aspects of it. A different yeah. accents can can have that emotion. It's interesting in the UK, at least, they use yeah. different accents for when you speak to um, like uh, your bank on the phone. I mean, it, quite often it will be a, a very light mm. Scottish accent or... Uh, there was you know, there were different different accents, and they've done research into this, which you know, and and yeah. particularly with sales calls, there are certain accents where you're more likely to buy from that person because of their accents. <laughs> well, actually, it's it's not just the accent; it's also the gender, and I, I really hated that statistic, right, but okay. it is apparently true. But we are more likely to buy from a male than a female. So if you are selling something, it's actually you're better off using a man's voice than a female's voice. Oh my goodness! And it's too, I know it's like it's really, really crazy, but I think it's to do so that when that research was done, I really, I wish I could remember the research name. But when it was done, it actually came to to the fact that it just was going all the way back into our, you know, caveman times and the fact that you know the the men used to have more authority. You know, I mean, in some countries, it's still the the case. So and that just engraved so deeply into our subconscious as human beings that even till today we will take a man's voice as more authority and more you know there's more truth in it than a female's voice i know right that's 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 scary stuff well there we go yes so obviously there's not just the accents there's the you know whether it's male or female voice there's so many different things and of course if you go to musicradiocreative.com, you can you can listen to all of these, which is great. I mean, I, mean, I haven't I haven't brought you on the show for it to, you know for you know for, for it to be a big advert, but I am I love I'm a massive fan of what you, you do, and so definitely check that out. So I mean, obviously that's probably the I always ask people where's the best place people can find you, and musicradiocreative.com yeah. is 
probably the best place. But are there any other places uh, or any anything else you'd like to share with our my audience? Uh, there, if if you would like, uh, you know, start somewhere with a branding and wanted a free jingle, just join us at a free jingle Friday. We are on every Friday uh, at one p.m. Go to mrc.fm forward slash fjf. It's mrc.fm forward slash fjf, and you can find all the details about the show there. That's awesome. Definitely, definitely check it out. And I can also see that Martin Buckland, who is a Brit living in Canada, says people pay a lot of money for a British accent. I don't know whether that's the case with you. Do you, do you pay your Brits more? <laughs> no, no, but it's, you know, it's very interesting in America um, because obviously, you know, if you go back into the 1700s, you know, whether the America, you know, like just in general, the country was, was created, it was actually all the people had British accents. There. And I do think that it's kind of engraved very deeply again in the, in the kind of culture and everything else that the British accent has that authority and it's kind of this clean and it's like, you know, it sets the everything in the right place for them and we have that a lot where american people are like yeah i want a british voice you know because it's like it's kind of that, oh, well, that proper english you know it's like that's how it should be yes. it's a jolly <laughs> so jolly hockey sticks that a lot. jolly hockey yes, sticks kind it. of accent yes that's, that's it that's exactly that so you know people well, just go. go for that <laughs> so. fabulous well thank you isabella it's been so yeah, fun to have you, you on so the show man. it's been, you've been so so helpful and and i think you know the whole audio branding thing is i know it's a it's a thing that a lot of people don't think about and and so i know no. that has been really helpful to people do check out uh music radio creative at musicradiocreative.com and do check out out Thanks. free jingle friday on fridays at 1 p.m in the uk i can't my my time zones are all out the window so i can't translate that into it but you'll you'll find <laughs> it out that'd be great fabulous yes. well thank you so much until next time i encourage you to level up your impact authority and profits through the power of confident live video see you soon bye Thanks for listening to the Confident Live Marketing Podcast with Ian Anderson Gray. Be sure to join the community at iag.me where you can continue to level up your impact, authority and profits through the power of live video. And until next time, toodaloo.